rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right, guys, guys, what's happening? My name is Tara Devlin, and this is Unapologetic Liberal Talk on the right side of history, decency, dignity, democracy, humanity. And, yeah, we're doing a show. Um, the, like I said, Unapologetic Liberal Talk. If you want to have a daily show at a set time, we, we're in this together. So we need um, we need support. We don't have big billionaire benefactors, so Go to patreon.com slash Tara Devlin to become a patron and keep the show going and growing at any level. I mean, $2 a month. It helps because even if you go, um, if even if you support the show at $2 a month, it's good for, for the show because it's, uh, what do you call it? it? You know, it just seems like a lot of people like it. That's all. So it helps. It, every, every little bit helps. And you know, if you watch the show, what we're up against, and we we really are in trouble. I'm in- incredibly alarmed about what's happening in the country because we're witnessing a coup. It's happening. There, this isn't. Um, they're not kidding around. They're following almost. It's it's almost eerily similar in many ways to many of the not right right out of the nazi playbook many um steps in the overthrow of a of a legal uh fair election and democracy itself this they're not all right let, let me let me let's get into it i'm uh just a little distracted thank you jim already He's right in the first one in the chat room with a super chat right out of the gate. Thank you so much, Jim. And I'm sure other people will be joining you soon. Um, If you here's here's another thing you have to do. I know so many things. It's really it's annoying to me to have to keep saying it, too. But uh, it's the way of the world. We don't have the Mercer family. You know what I mean? It bothers me. Not that I have not have the Mercer family. It's just that. That's what the right wing have. Breitbart was given $6 million. Andrew Breitbart, that hack. The, the Mercer family, the billionaire, Mercer, the right wing billionaires fund the, their uh, propaganda channels. We're, and we're talking about the truth here. We're ca- trying to counteract them. Because if, honestly, if they are successful... Um, we're really putting our necks on the line if because they're not they're not kidding around like more people are going to um, uh, lose their lives by the time they're through with this and I'm thinking about Ashley Babbitt I did a little I'm trying to do more um, short videos so it might help the show grow a little more you know what I mean so I did a video earlier in the day about Ashley Babbitt because Twitter is Twitter is suing Facebook and uh, well he's suing social media companies for deplatforming him because he thinks that he, they're violating his first amendment right to no I mean you know it's it's ridiculous. You don't have a first amendment right to be on YouTube or any other channel. And He's also um, obviously starved for attention. 
doesn't get the same bang for his buck on Telegram, I suppose. But he during his press conference, uh, he mentioned Ashley Babbitt. How she? Why was she shot? Shot in the head? Boom! I mean, it was so it's just vile, disgusting, uh, descriptor. Shot in the head? Boom! Well, I mean, we could play the what about or the what if game. What if Ashley Babbitt was a uh, somebody with darker damn pigment? You know, that's what uh, you think that they would give a crap about Ashley Babbitt. And we also know that if it were actually Black Lives Matter or Antifa store who who committed that act of terrorism on January 6th, you know that they'd still be mopping up the blood. There would have been a massacre there. So, and the Republicans, of course, would... Oh, you want to talk about a January 6th commission? It would be on uh, on a loop. It, you, you would make, it would make the Benghazi baloney. Uh, it would make that certainly pale in comparison. They, they don't make any sense, the Republicans. You know, they, they say that it was a tourist, just a regular tourist visit, um, but then it was actually Antifa or Black Lives Matter, but yet they don't want to investigate it. I mean, it's they're, they, they know no shame. The thing that really is alarming is that so many people fall for it, and that's, that's who Ashley Babbitt was. I don't feel bad for her. I mean, I remember we, when Poppy was on one day and we were talking about her, she was like, oh, I feel bad for her. I do not. Party of personal responsibility. Take some responsibility. I, you know what? I feel bad. I feel pity for her. And I also feel alarmed that we live in a country where there are so many dupes. How could you be so stupid? That's what I would say to her. Why are you such a dupe? Why are you falling for the con? They, they could, they, you know, a con man is a con man. That's not going to change. But... You and me, and we all have the choice whether we fall for it or not. You know what I mean? Just because somebody's playing the shell game on the boardwalk, you don't have to step up and put your money down on the table. But this is what the Republicans have done. I mean, if you look through Ashley Babbitt's Twitter feed, it's all conspiracies. And um, it's all spreading the big lie, and um, all kinds of QAnon nonsense as well. This uh, we go one, we go all BS. This, you guys, we're in the middle of a, of a coup. And I'm concerned that the Democrats, I mean, the likes of Kristen Sinema, the likes of Joe Manchin, that the Democrats are not meeting this moment. So, for example, um, I, I, it's like you're living... This is why I'm sure everybody's got PTSD besides everything else. But what's uh, Kristen Cinema? there was uh, in, on the AP an article. It was clearly generated by her press secretary or somebody, somebody kissing her ass. But there's an article... On the AP about Kristen Cinema or Kirsten, I don't know how you, she's annoying. Why do I have to say Kirsten, Kristen, Kristen? Shut up. 
whatever, cinema. She shouldn't be anywhere near um, the halls of power. Uh, talk about someone who is unfit. This, it's another reason why. why um, what happened to D.C. statehood? We need to nullify these um, fissures, these hemorrhoids. That's what they are. That's that's Kristen Cinnamon, Joe Manchin, the fissured hemorrhoids on prog on the progress. We on actually, it's not even progress. It's just stopping the coup. And these idiots are stepping in the breach. No, no, no. Wait, wait. Bipartisan, bipartisan with the traitors. And the article from the AP, written by Lisa Mascaro and Nicholas Riccardi is just a gush fest about Kristen Cinema and how she's um, she's John McCain. She's channeling John McCain. The article, the headline is, With McCain in mind, cinema reaches for bipartisanship. With McCain in mind, she, she likes to call herself a maverick. She's not a maverick. You're not a maverick when you just decide you're a maverick. That's not how nicknames work. Nicknames are earned. Otherwise, when you're, if you just say, "Hey, I'm a maverick. I'm a maverick," that you're not a, you're not a maverick. You're a dick. You're just acting like a dick. The, it, including her. The, we can never forget that thumbs down for uh, thumbs down for living wages, thumbs down for a for a little bit of a trickle, because she thumbs down the fifteen dollar minimum wage. As if that's she's on the right side of history. She's not. She's wrong. She we live in a country where the middle class is less than fifty percent of the population. We got billionaires going to F in space, and this basic B is giving a thumbs down with a little curtsy, this little trite um, attention whore. That's what she is. She clearly has no courage. She doesn't have the courage of her convictions because she has no convictions. She used to be a Green Party. She used to go on, uh, go off on Joe Lieberman. Now she is Joe Lieberman. Here's some of the article from the AP. More than for her shock of purple hair or unpredictable votes, Democratic Senator Kristen Sinema is perhaps best known for doing the unthinkable in Washington. She spends time on the Republican side of the aisle. Like, that's necessary. Who, who elected the Democrats to, to so they could hang out with the friggin' Republicans? The very people who are lying about the election. All of them. They're all in on it. Liz Cheney? Um, okay, she's an outlier, but she's also she's also a vile, disgusting, war criminal, you know, uh, vile, anti-human. I'm I'm looking for a word. I was going to say anti-human human being, but I mean I'm being generous. That's not bipartisan. Whatever. It's you're. It's normal if you. Are um you, we should you know I mean, here's what I'm trying to say is that why should we be such um so um uh so much heap so much praise on somebody for merely acknowledging reality? That's um is this where we are now? Th that's how far we've fallen. 
So we don't need a, a Kirsten, Kristen, whatever the hell, cinema. So for her shock of purple hair, that really got 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 me uh, with a, just really put a knot in my stomach. Sort of like her whole bi bi not bipartisan bisexual shtick. For her shock of you're not interesting. Somebody who is is just trying so hard. She's trying to be a maverick. You're not a maverick. You're a uh, you're you're a hindrance. You're an embarrassment. You're a child, a selfish, attention-seeking child, who is not capable, for whatever reason, of of meeting the moment. You're. This is somebody who's putting her own need, her own need for attention above the uh, the future of this country. It sounds just like Trump, doesn't it? How much more? How many more? sociopaths, narcissists, whatever. I'm sure she's somewhere on the spectrum of narcissism. But how many more do we have to send into the halls of power? I'm sick of it, really. This is why we are where we are. In order to have a functioning democratic republic, you need people in there that that put um, the, the interest of the country above their own selfish need for attention. Here, here's some more from this article. Not only does she pass her days chatting up the Republican senators, she has been known to duck into their private cloakroom. Absolutely unheard of. Why not, well, maybe she's doing for, uh, for them, metaphorically, what Monica did for Bill. And banter, she's, she slips into the GOP cloakroom, and that's absolutely unheard of. And banter with the GOP leadership? Why? Who, who, is that what you think? That's what you think um, is, is governing, is representing your people. In the middle of a, a coup... Let's all put it in perspective. This isn't normal times. We're not living in normal times. So she's she thinks this. I mean, it's so out of bizarro world. You know, we're here dealing with a bunch of fascists who are spreading their big lie. It it keeps getting getting worse, and then we have this this uh, attention seeker. Uh, operating and uh, patting herself on the back for being the fissured henroid on the the on saving democracy, really, but she's swooping in with this uh, all a, a um, what did she do? She wrote that op-ed about um, the filibuster, and now we get this. Of course, it came. It must. It definitely came from her office. This this uh, gush piece. What what world are you living in? See, because the rest of us are living in a world where the Republicans, the their their army of dupes, attacked the Capitol and tried to overthrow an election, and we're also living in the world where that coup continues. We're also living in a world when you're slipping into the cloakroom with Mitch McConnell. Absolutely unheard of. 
you're you're slipping into the cloakroom with Moscow Mitch, the one who who has been called by historian um, Christopher Browning, World War II historian. Mitch McConnell's been called the grave digger of American democracy. Like Germany had Hindenburg, we have Mitch McConnell, who by hook and by crook, by every dirty trick in the book, he, 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 he overthrew the norms of democracy. See, that's the thing. It doesn't happen overnight. And he's, it's not Twitler. He's not doing this. He is just exploiting the system that the Republicans have already destroyed and broken. Because every time you cross that line, you never go back. Mitch McConnell started this dis- dismantling of um, of the democratic norms. That's another thing. Norms. Uh, it ha- there has to be an agreement. That's how democracy works. You you have to agree to the rules and you have to abide by the rules. But once you start overturning those rules, and uh, by any means necessary, just and and then of course fixing the facts around the policy. That's what they do. Um, it's over. It's already over. That's why I implore the Democrats all the time when it comes to the Supreme Court to never let the American people re- um, forget that Mitch McConnell, that that um, Kavanaugh and Gorsuch and Amy Coney Barrett, that they're all illegitimate, but they don't. They don't do that. They just kind of roll over and say, oh, well. And then we get this, this, this. Cinema's years in Congress have been a whirlwind of political style and perplexing substance? Who, what? An anti-war liberal turned a deal-making centrist? You're not any of those things. You are a self-serving sycophant for power. That's... That's what she is. She's trying to write her own brand. Who the hell is she? She thinks she's like Madonna or something, reinventing herself. Who now found who who now finds herself at the highest level of power, a key negotiator. Yeah, because everybody likes they have to kiss her ass. It's I'm so over these um, so-called representatives. So all of you got to put it like this: we're f- witnessing a coup. It's happening. And then all of the American people and the majority, you know, the majority of Democrats, the majority of um, Democrats in in power who share uh, the who who share, you know, the, the moniker senator with her. They want to overturn the filibuster to to at least to stop the Republican coup against democracy, because we only have this window. We, this is it. And we got this fissured hemorrhoid blocking us up. And all of those people are wrong, apparently, according to Chris, Kristen Cinema, Everybody's wrong, because she wants to pretend she's a maverick. You're not a maverick. That if you're a ma- you don't give yourself a nickname, and then pre- and then like act as if you're everything is mavericky. Everything that you do that sucks is mavericky. 
There's a reason why people don't like you. There's a reason why the American people are uh, have had it up to here with you because she's her poll numbers with Democrats are down. They're oh, I guess they're going up with Republicans. She's a friggin' hero to them. Keeping the the broken ass system in place. She's clueless, just like the rest of them. The article that she wrote, the op-ed about keeping the filibuster, why uh, she's she's so um, wedded to keeping the filibuster because it will prov- it 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 uh, the that she she was just wrong. She doesn't know anything about history like the rest of them, like the rest of the right wingers. It's, aren't you sick of it? You must be as sick as I am of people like Kristen Cinema, f- who don't know anything about history or uh, it seems, I don't know, reality at this point. But they're the ones driving this bus, driving this goddamn country into the ground. No, we're not living in a world where the biggest, um, mo- the the greatest obstacle we have is that uh, bipartisanship. We're living in a world where one party is following a Nazi goddamn playbook and is lying to the American people. We're living in that world where they're trying to destroy democracy, and they're using the big lie to justify. All of their attacks on democracy. You see, they do it legally. This just like the Nazis did. It didn't happen overnight in Nazi Germany. It took years. They played the democratic game, small d democratic, until they crossed those line, what line after line after line, and then there was no going back. And that's what we're witnessing here. And uh, all of the things that they're doing. And that's why this uh, cr- this article got to me, because it's it's crazy making. Well, I'm living in this world. We're we're all living in this world, and then we have this uh, this weirdo coming from nowhere with the thumbs down, who is not uh, uh, not anywhere near reality. Aren't you sick of it? Are you as sick of it as I am of these so-called representatives that don't even that that don't have a freaking foot in reality? It's insane. For example, okay, you, you were talking about Nazis. I mean, there's a lot of Nazis going on in the news today. Many Nazi Nazi stories. First of all, for example, like like Twitter. Um, praise or not praising? Well, they're they're, they're making um, Ashley Babbitt into a martyr. This is right out of the Nazi playbook. So, uh, first of all, let me play. I, I uh, if you watch this this short video, I think I also discussed it there. But here, let's just play this. Because so much of this, uh, your banning, has to do with uh, comments you made around January 6th, uh, just to clarify further, what did you do to stop the insurrection, as some people call it? And as some people, why were you not call, able to- call it, Because you can't offend the traitor, right? Let's all pretend that this isn't a freaking traitor, all right? Let's all, let's not step on his fragile eggshell ego. It was an insurrection, like some people call it. Some people call it. 
It is an insurrection. And it's happening. It's still happening. Of course it's an insurrection. How can we, how can we not stop this insurrection if we don't name it? Name it and shame it. Some people call it, oh yes, it's left and right. Some people say it's an insurrection. Others say it's a tourist visit. Who's right? Is this, are these equal, equal of equal weight? Freaking Christ. Stop it. So that whole uh, event, unfortunate event. The unfortunate event that you instigated. The one that you were giddy about when you, when it went, when you saw it unfold. This went through Congress and a report was issued and my name wasn't even my mentioned. Name? And I appreciate that. I was surprised, frankly, because I would have assumed that they would have come up with their typically biased, at God. least on the Democrat side, statement. Yes. The report came out, as you saw, two you. weeks ago. My name wasn't even mentioned. That was an unfortunate event. Uh, I say, though, however, it's people are being... Unfortunate is when you have a fender bender. Well, that was an unfortunate event. It's uh, it's an unfortunate event is not an insurrection that you instigated and continue. Let's put a let's put a an exclamation point on that and continue to incite. That's why they took you off social media because it's dangerous. Thank God they did that. You know, for real. Thank God. We would be in worse shape if if not for that. We are in pretty bad damn shape anyway, but thank God we don't have to deal with the incessant tweets and then the corporate media breaking in, breaking news, Trump just tweeted, and everything that Joe Biden does. I mean, it's bad enough he's on there on Telegram and, and the cesspools on the right, but it's it would be a lot different if it were if he was still on twitter spreading his lies of course then the corporate media would report trump just tweeted to his whatever 89 million followers when we know he didn't he never had 89 million followers they he bought followers so the corporate media couldn't do that they buy into it they help spread the Republican grift is is insane. Unbelievably, unfairly. Oh. When you look at people in prison and nothing yeah. happens to oh, everybody's picking Antifa, on and they burned down cities and killed people. Antifa, were- Antifa, and yet again, this is an example of uh, Nazis, Nazi playbook tactics, because there is no Antifa. Antifa is an ideology. It is not an organization. There's no organized Antifa movement. There's no headquarters. There are no leaders. There are no meetings. So there's no manifesto. Antifa is uh, anti-fascist, which all patriotic Americans should be. But this is right out of the Nazi playbook, how you... uh, how you ascribe anything to a um, an, an, a ubiquitous enemy that's everywhere that and is responsible for all the horrors in the world. So 
in uh, the case of the Nazis, it was the Jews and the communists, which were interchangeable. And that's what they did. That's how they, that's partly how they took over. They used the Reichstag fire, which uh, people say that they started themselves, that the Nazis started themselves as a, an excuse to round up their opposition. Because in the German parliament, the Nazis held a, a large, they only had like a 31%, um, uh, I mean, they would, you know how the parliamentary system worked. They, they did not have a majority. They had a, uh, a large section of the uh, German parliament, and it would fluctuate. But their largest competitor in the German parliament was the Communist Party. And that was their, their, ult, their ultimate uh, enemy. So they used the Reichstag fire as an excuse to round up all of their political enemies. And this, the, when, when, you know, it's, it's, it's what we're seeing here. Antifa. What is Antifa? It's anything they say it is. It's sort of like critical race theory. They don't know what the effort that is. They don't know. I mean, they, they don't know. But it, it is a, a catch-all. And everything goes into that bucket. Whatever they find offensive or whatever they, whatever they use, it's really just a, another dog whistle for their easily duped, moronic asshole base. Excuse my language, but that's, I, I, what, what do you call them? They're not patriots. They're morons. I feel bad for them. You know, like I feel bad for people who fall for any scam. But this scam is affecting us. It's not like this, the, uh, the prince scam, oh, I'm a Nigerian prince, or the IRS scam that they call, saying you're going to be arrested. All those scams, or the whatever scams that pop up on the computer, oh, there's, a, there's a hackers. See, I feel bad for people who fall for those scams. But... You don't have to fall for it. I do. I feel bad for the people who fall for the for the IRS scam or the refund scam, but this is the the oldest scam in the book right here. I mean, the refund scam is new, right? That's a that's a new scam that was developed because of uh, our modern world. This scam is as old as as recorded history. Divide and conquer. Uh, uh, tickle racist funny bones use uh, lies to to concentrate what money power wealth same thing really all right let's keep going guns in the capitol they burned it except for the gun that shot ashley babbitt and nobody knows who that man were. If that were the opposite way, that man would be all over. He would be the, the, the most way. well-known, and I believe, I can say man, because I believe I know exactly who it is. No, you don't. You, he, he wants to pretend that he's relevant. I know exactly who it is. I, can you believe that we endured four years with this scum the scum on the cancer, on the cancer, on the scum. 
waste of human DNA as the so-called president, despite receiving fewer votes. Every time I listen to him, I think, how? How did this happen? How are people so stupid? It's, it really is racism. I hate to say it. I wish, I wish it was different. But people are so stupid. They just fall for that. They fall for it all the time. Tickle those racist funny bones. Fear. Be afraid. Be afraid. If it was the other... Ashley Babbitt. Oh, here. And it gets worse. But he would be the most well-known person in this country, in the world. But the, the person way. that shot Ashley Babbitt, boom, right through the head. Oh, my Just God. Boom. You there was no reason for that. Scum. Yes, there was, because she was j- jumping through a broken window into the Senate. What, what, what was she going to do? Hang Mike Benz? I don't know. That's what they were there. She should not have been part of an insurrection. Take some responsibility, party of personal responsibility. Boom, right in the head. First of all, she wasn't shot in the head. She was shot in the neck, so everything is a lie with him. The man who shot the, the police the police officer, the Capitol Police officer who shot Ashley Babbitt for committing an act of uh, sedition, treason, for being a dumbass. Well, you don't get shot for being a dumbass, but it is a related state of being in this situation. She jumped through the, the broken window. They broke a, wind, the, a barricaded window and door. And she, I guess, because she wanted to be the first one through. She's all, we go one, we go all. Sorry. She's not a, she's not a hero. She's not a martyr. But this is what they, they're doing. They're turning her into a martyr. Anybody know um, Nazi history here? Raise your hand. Who does this remind you of? This is exactly like right out of the Nazi playbook. Where is it? I'm trying to find it. Where they, I mean, this is it's sad. Well, look, right here. Here, they, uh, Sears and, um, where else? Kmart and Sears took this shirt down today. Ashley Babbitt, American Patriot. She's not a patriot. This is a, this is appalling. Everyone, it's um. It goes to show you what we're up against. They're not kidding around. They are following the Nazi playbook. Let me see. Hold on, I can't find. It. Of course, I have all kinds of articles prepped, and then I can't find them. All right, here we go. Horst Wessel, right? Um, The German Nazi movement celebrated the song Horst Wessel, adopted by an anthem, blah, blah, blah. A student and low-life bohemian, Wessel joined the Nazi party in 1926, became a member of the Stormtroopers, in 1930, political enemies, possibly communists, killed him in a brawl in his room in the Berlin slums. 
Nazi propagandists, led by Joseph Goebbels, elevated him to martyrdom. They used him as another reason why um, freedom of speech needed to be suppressed, political enemies needed to be arrested, people need, others needed to be executed, all pro political enemies needed to be executed and, and rounded up and put into camps. I mean, that was the first people that went into the camps. It was the communists. It, were the, it was the trade unionists. It was the, uh, the, the, the political enemies. According to the fascist pricks, we go one, we go all. You, all you got to do is look, look at, let's look at Ashley Babbitt's Twitter feed. And thank you, Errol. Oh, look, another. Look at this. Richard W. Well, first, of course, we have Jim, of course, with the first super chat right out of the gate. Thank you, Jim. And then Richard W. <laughs> another great show, Tara. Thank you, Richard. You're amazing. <laughs> and then Errol Thomas. We got to make the Republic clowns wake up so they can see how they're being deceived by the idiots they vote for. Exactly. I I hope we can only we can wake up the ones we can wake up, right? That's what we do. What we do the show for, to reach those who are reachable. But there are some that are far too gone, like Ashley Babbitt was one of them. Not that I mean, clearly now she's gone. Here, here's some of her tweets. Well, she loves Megan McCain. She loves Tucker Carlson, Candace O. He may be hated by people in political global ring Hollywood elite, but he has America. This is she's talking about the uh, tax cheating, draft dodging, dictator wannabe con man. And her heart and all of us by the millions, and they know, and they are afraid. Make one mistake. They, whenever they try their next big move, our pulse and strength become stronger. What the fuck are you talking about? You will see Pizzagate come back up too. Watch, as disgusting as I think this Prince Andrew interview was good for exposure. These people are sick. She, she clearly is an adherent to the the conspiracy that um democrats or hillary clinton specifically is running a pedophile ring out of the basement of a pizzeria that doesn't have a basement um made me cry with tears of happiness pride resiliency courage love and patriotism we are one the People's President, MAGA, CAG, hashtag America, hashtag freedom, hashtag Trump 2020, landslide victory, hashtag we go one, we go all. That's QAnon. Just blanket compliance, sheep emoji. The government has failed us, but we, the people, got this. They have no idea how bad it is going to be for them in November. Jesus Christ. We go one, we go all. 
I will be in D.C. on the 6th. God bless America, and we go one, we go all. Nothing will stop us. They will try and try and try, but the storm is here, and it is descending upon D.C. in less than 24 hours, dark to light, the storm. See, the storm, um, as, this, as this article states, Babbitt was clearly committed to her cause, as her social media history shows. On January 5th, she flew across the country from her home in San Diego to Washington, D.C. to take part in this freaking bullcrap rally. She listened to Twitler make a speech and was evidently enthusiastic to be part of this movement, beaming as she described a sea of nothing but red, white, and blue patriots and Trump. And it was amazing. You could see the president talk. Oh, my God. What is with this? I don't... We've had this conversation before. I do not understand why and how. How are people so dumb? What is... What is it with him? The most disgusting thing that ever crawled into the White House. Babbitt, like so many others, walked from the site of Trump's speech down the inaugural path to the Capitol building, describing the group as a mob. There she joined the people who had already broken through first lines of woefully and unprepared Capitol police and who would eventually break into the Capitol itself. Yeah. Her route took her south to the ground. Oh, this goes through, like, her whole... uh, the whole path, whatever. My name is Tara Devlin. Become a patron, patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. Whatever. I keep saying it until that'll be on my tombstone. Let's hope it's not anytime soon, but it'll be on my tombstone. And then won't you feel bad? You'll be like, wow, I should have become a patron. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do please become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. That's what it'll say. All right. Um, yeah. Where is this other article? Hearst. Hearst Weasel. Wessel. Excuse me. And this is what they're doing. Following this Nazi playbook. The other Nazi thing that happened today. Well, there's many Nazis. Well, you might've seen that Trump and in a new book why does this stuff come out in a book why doesn't it come out when when it's necessary you know what I mean like they they don't it's sort of like um, Bob what's his name Goldstein Goldstein (laughs) Bob Woodward I always do that I always get his name mixed up Woodward and Bernstein and it turns into Goldstein (laughs) <laughs> from uh, 1984 but he held on to all the information he that he knew about Twitler that Twitler knew the coronavirus was deadly while he was downplaying it in front of the people and he held on to that until it was until how many people had died it's so it's so disgusting Really, everybody, it's like every man for himself in this country. There's no community spirit. There's no 
e pluribusunum. There's absolutely no allegiance to uh, lives, our lives, fortunes, and sacred honor. There's nothing. There's none of that. They've turned us into, I got mine. Sucks to be you. I got mine. Everybody's trying to fly under the radar. I hope I can keep mine. Meanwhile, um, they're run- we got billionaires going to space. And that vile Zuckerberg with that flag video, my God, it's just so offensive. It's just like everything that's wrong with this country. Of course he's, he's waving a flag. He, this country has been very good to him. All the rigged game, please. So, let's see. Trump allegedly praised Hitler as doing a lot of good things. So, the filthy, disgusting, tax-cheating cancer on the scum of the cancer on the scum so-called president allegedly praised Adolf Hitler... During a discussion with his White House chief of staff, John Kelly, in 2018. So why are we just hearing about this now? You know, while on a trip to Paris to commemorate the armistice after World War I, according to excerpts from an upcoming book obtained by CNN from the Wall Street Journal reporter Michael Bender. Well, Hitler did a lot of great things or good things, Trump said. Trump reportedly told Kelly, who was explaining to the 45th freaking so-called president, who the allies and the adversaries were in both wars. Oh, my God. No wonder. You get it? No effing wonder. These people don't know anything about the world we live in. And that is so Nazi, too. That is such a Hitler thing. Hitler. Him, Hitler didn't like briefings. Hitler didn't want to get briefings from the elitists. He never read briefings. He, he despised um, experts and always went with his gut. Right? That's a, that's a Hitler thing, if, if nothing. That's one of the reasons why the uh, German army tried to take Stalingrad, even though it had no strategic uh, use at all, but it had the name Stalin. He was doing it to get under the Stalin's skin. And how many people, not that whatever, they're Nazis, but they, you know, he killed the, those people. He left them out in, in an unwinnable situation for no reason other than nah, 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 nah. And that's, that's what we're dealing with here. People are nothing to these fascists. Twitler, Hitler did a lot of good things. Well, when he was done doing those good things, Europe was in freaking ruins. Millions were dead. A lot of good things. Well, we'll, we'll name one. That's what I'd like to know, um... And this is what why we're so stupid in this country, too. Name one. Nobody ever presses these pricks. He did a lot. Hitler did a lot of good things. Well, name one. Well, I guess the Autobahn. That's probably it. 
Unbelievable. I think that when it hangs in the balance, though, it comes up short. Trump, he said, Hitler did a lot of good things. And just that he was explaining World War II and World War One to this ignorant cuss who apparently went to all the best schools. How come I know this crap? I know this. And he and this person who supposedly got the best education, he's, uh, he's got a really big brain, went to all the best schools, even though he, as Michael Cohen said, they threatened the schools that he went to to never release the transcripts of his grades because they're such an abomination, went to all the best schools, but he does not know um, the history of, not, e- not even recent history. This is recent Western civilization history. I went to public school. I went to community college for my undergrad. And uh, so how come I know this? Bender also writes in the book titled, Frankly, We Did Win This Election, the inside story about how Trump lost, that Trump was undeterred and persisted in his defense of the German dictator by claiming the country made great economic gains under Hitler's leadership, because that's all that matters. Oh, yeah, you you certainly rev up an economy when you're making weapons of war. Trump denied, and, of, and also when you're um, disappearing people in the middle of the night, that kind of frees up a lot of jobs and slave labor as well. Then you get a lot of slave labor, and corporations simply love that. Trump denied the comments, of course, because he's a well, he's a liar. And where did we hear? I think it was um, somewhere. I think was it Melania? Someone said. Wait, hold on. That he had mind he had mind Kampf on his nightstand. That's the only book he ever opened. Mind Kampf, like I guess yeah, the Fox and Friends morons read Mind Kampf in school, even though I don't know what school they were going to. Not here in the United States, maybe Trader's School. Yeah, this is it. Wasn't Melania? It was his first wife, Ivanka, Ivana. Well, could have been Ivanka. Ivana Trump says that um, that Donald Trump kept a copy of Mein Kampf on his nightstand. Hmm. Well, you know, you got to see, you want to know somebody, look at their friends. Look at who they admire and who, who they hang out with. Look at who they consider heroes. This is totally false, the asshole said. It is made up, fake news. Probably by a general who is incompetent and is and was fired. That's what he said. Well, Hitler thought he, you know, the little corporal thought he was, he knew more than the generals too, so. Of course, they always do. The claims from the new book are the latest example of Trump praising or embracing authoritarian leaders. On the campaign trail, Trump dismissed comparisons to Hitler as he faced criticism for asking voters to raise their right hand 
and pledge to support him, a practice some compared to the hail salute from Nazi Germany. Well, they are, whether they're doing the hail salute or not, they certainly are praising their dim leader, their dumb Fuhrer. They all have to make the pilgrimage to go kiss his ass. And they all have to explain themselves. If even in the past, if they said anything bad about the glorious Fiora, that they that they will atone. And now they've seen the light. Here, where is this? Where the heck is it? That's why I asked to become a patron, because we, we could use a producer up in this bitch. Where is it? Oh, so there's a cat on my on the floor. Why are you don't? Yeah, he's he's pa just passing through. I just felt a cat. Where is it? I'm sorry. Hold on a second. Here's Francis. Oh, hello. Get up, you kid. Everybody, it's a. A different guest star. It's Francis Junior Junior. Featured on the Resist mug. That's Francis for you. Well, JD Vance, I can't I can't seem to find what I, I don't know. Sometimes it just doesn't come together as smoothly as you'd like it. <clears throat> Excuse me. I grab videos, and then they disappear. I'm, I I grabbed a video of this JD Vance, and now I can't find it. So okay, whatever. JD Vance, I can just read it. Uh, says he regrets the deleted tweets because <laughs> he deleted them because he uh, criticized Trump, and then he deleted them later when um, he saw the light. He saw the glorious dim Fiora as the leader he is. J.D. Vance, the best-selling author and a Republican Senate hopeful, said on Monday that he regretted the since-deleted tweets um, that criticized Donald Trump amid accusations of uh, flip-flopping as he vies for a seat in Ohio. Well, this is what you have to do to be, it's part of the whole uh, sycophancy of the fascist movement. They don't, I mean, if you're going to, uh, you know, pretend that you are a leader, then shouldn't you know the basics of uh, civics, history, politics just the basics the basics should you uh, this is why how how do we expect to be a nation that works for all when we have when we have morons morons like literal ignorant willfully ignorant morons who are leading us so-called leading us. I mean, you know, Twitler is, he's not a leader. He never was. And the Republicans are not leaders either. They are the ultimate 
followers. And in keeping with the Nazi, the Nazi comparisons, I mean, we could, we could go through this. This is, I'm doing this too, because I'm hoping that it kind of shines a light on really what we're up against. We're in very serious um, trouble. Truly, we're in big trouble because they're they are trying to enact Nazi legislation like this. Here's look at this. First of all, what is this? Is Ted Cruz? He's got a podcast. This is what he does every day. puts out a podcast. It's good to be the king, right? This is a person that. It, Shouldn't you be representing your constituents? Your so he instead he's doing a podcast where he's spreading the lie, keeping the coup going, protect. Look at this tweet. This is can you believe this? This is somebody's job, and now not only is he a traitor who, of course, cut and run whenever there his his constituents actually needed him. You know, I, the best thing he could do is F off to Cancun permanently, but of course he will never do that because another one, he's starved for attention. Voting Rights Act, and in fact, it furthers the voting rights. Voting. Nothing in the Voting Rights Act requires you to allow people to vote for whom it is illegal for them to vote. The Voting Rights Act does not require you to turn the other way to voter fraud for you to allow people to vote. There's illegally. no voter fraud. You see? Yeah, the argument that it does is pretty crazy. You son of a bitch. This is what he's doing. Making a podcast to spread the big lie. To continue the big lie. Who the hell is he? He's got a set and everything. And then here... Here's another one, him just uh, yapping, chewing the fat like he's friggin', uh, you know, in the rat pack or something. If you're looking at your kid's curriculum, look out for critical race theory buzzwords like white privilege, whiteness, white fragility, and anti-racism. But CRT isn't limited to schools. It's also being taught in corporations and federal government. Everything it, according to Republicans, is critical race theory, and it's not. They don't know what critical race theory is. They haven't done any, like, like their lessons, like Twitler's lessons in 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 World War One and World War Two. He hasn't done. They don't know what critical race theory is. First of all, the whole this is so friggin' Nazi as well. To not uh, to to dictate what um, what we can talk about, what is appropriate for children to learn, we can't say anything like white privilege, whiteness, white fragility. Who who's saying? First of all, we know that critical race theory is um, it is it's it remind. I mean, when I was in school, when I was in college and then grad school, you, you I took certain classes. Took classes in ethics and. Um, other topics, uh, media, of course, myth, and then you read. You you read books. You read textbooks. You read um, uh, s things to stimulate conversation. 
and then you talk about it. You might write a paper on it. It's not doesn't necessarily mean it's coming to fruition. You're having a conversation. And that's what critical race theory is. And it comes from, there is uh, the forefather of critical race theory is critical theory, which uh, it basically says that um, sort of like uh, that the, the rich run and rule and everybody else is getting the short end of the stick. That's critical theory in a nutshell. So then it was applied to critical it, it expanded into race and it's not about um let's have let's implement this whatever let's implement uh white fragility it's about having a conversation about the world we live in what is wrong with that but it's only wrong when you're a fascist and you don't want to have the much needed conversation that we have to have in order to have a more perfect union. White privilege? Of course there's white privilege. We're looking at it right now. It's called Ted frickin' Cruz. White privilege is the capital riot. For sure. Because we know that we'd be mopping up the blood today if that was actually Black Lives Matter. White privilege is the fact that families of lighter pigment have 10 times more the wealth than families of darker pigment. That's white privilege. White privilege is knowing is me when, uh, if a cop pulls me over, I'm not thinking I'm going to get shot. And this is grifter here. This Christopher Rufo grifter. He admitted it was a grift. And the other thing, here. Here's another Nazi thing. Where's Breitbart? That I saw today, and I was like, this is, what? what is going on? Every Nazi, Nazis everywhere. <laughs> I wish I could laugh. I wish it were laughable. Here, here's another one. Far-left HuffPost is freaking out over Tucker Carlson's suggestion that cameras be placed in public school classrooms. What? This is, see? They want to put cameras in classrooms to make sure that people aren't talking about critical race theory, which is not even a thing. So we're not supposed to talk about any anything having to do with race or uh, the construct of race because of the fragility, the, the fragile eggshell egos of uh, the American fascists who just committed uh, a goddamn, it, who incited an insurrection and continue to do so. So according to Breitbart, they're, they're saying that far left the far-left HuffPo is freaking out over Tucker Carlson's suggestion. Well, guess what? That's not far-left. So anything that um, challenges fascism is now far-left. What's far-left about um, wanting a free and open exchange of ideas and educating young people 
and preparing them for um, the world, the actual world that they live in. And maybe even along the way, making the world a better place for all. And they want to put cameras in the classroom. This is that is a Nazi thing right there. To make sure that the teachers are teaching the Nazi line. Like I have been saying for years, in every Republican chest beats the heart of fascism. And here's another example. Far left, HuffPo is freaking out. Well, guess what? You should be freaking out. Breitbart should be freaking out. I thought they were patriots. Because patriots, it's not freaking out. It is concern. And it, it has to be stopped. Fox News personality, the Fox News personality, suggested police-style body cameras to check on what every teacher is telling their students. Carlson, in a rant, in a rant uh, excuse me, reminiscent of something from George Orwell's classic dystopian novel, 1984, author Lee Moran Bleets, you see, they are, so someone at the Huffington Post wrote an article saying, Pay attention to these fascist bastards. They are coming for our American experiment. And Breitbart, funded by the Mercer family, the billionaire Mercer family, who doesn't give a crap about democracy. In fact, they hate democracy. They um, pay these, these propagandists to counter, to write an article to uh, disparage that kind of uh, alarm, alarm that is being raised about something that is Nazi. An incredibly uh, Nazi tactic. How do they, they, these people think they are, they're the good guys in this situation? Cameras uh, in the body cameras for teachers. <laughs> so you make sure they're not talking about critical race theory? the fuck are you i i'm sorry i know i'm not trying not to curse but this is um and they they think they are the good guys here they think they're the they actually think they're patriots because when they write the history of this time if that ever happened if that came to fruition that teachers were forced to wear body cameras it's hard enough it's bad enough that they are passing legislation all over the country about banning critical race theory banning a conference you do you understand that in the future that's going to be something that future generations look at and they shake their heads and say thank god we have evolved we've overcome those fascist bastards it's like we, like we look back today. We look back on the most abhorrent Supreme Court decisions and say, how could that have happened? Like three-fifths of a human being or fugitive slave laws, things like that. And we think, thank God, how, how, how could that have even been? This is one of, uh, uh, this is the same. This is the, uh, another example. They would, future generations are going to look back and say, how, how, how do these people think they are patriots? Thank God they were defeated. Because all of it adds up. If it quacks like a fascist and 
whines like a fascist. It's a fascist. It lies like a fascist. So here's how they explain it. In fact, so, okay, they're going on about what the they wrote at, at the far left, Huffington Post. Carlson and Arendt reminiscent of something from George Orwell's classic dystopian novel, author Lee Moran Bleats, called the teaching that racism is at least partly systemic, a civilization ending poison and BS. Before we go any further, I've read 1984. This is the Breitbart author. At least three times, and I am unfamiliar with anything Tucker said that is reminiscent of something from George Orwell's classic dystopian novel. Well, maybe it didn't happen so much like that. It was sort of, what about the telescreen? In fact, Tucker's suggestion is the exact opposite of something from George Orwell's classic dystopian novel. Tucker is suggesting we monitor the government. 1984 is about, among other things, the government monitoring private citizens. So Moran got his metaphor wrong, exactly wrong, which tells me he's probably a a product of government-run public schools. F you. F you, fascist. John Nolte. Proud. I'm a proud product of government-run schools. You are too. So are they. These, th- this is what we're up against. They hate democracy. They hate America. They will gnaw at the pillars of democracy until the whole thing falls over. And that includes public schools. We need public schools. We need an educated populace. It's part of the, the recipe. It's a, an ingredient in the recipe for functioning democracy. Monitoring teachers? There's not, uh, that is out of 1984, you stupid fascist apologist. The gov- well, well, you're telling me it's the government is telling us what we can say. And then you want to put a camera on teachers to make sure they say it or don't say it. So that is the government monitoring people, you freaking backward ass ma- monsters. I-, I can't stand it. You, I mean, it's time. It's time to stop. Stop playing with these with these pricks. These, no, I mean that's what she said. <laughs> even know you see i'm i'm delusion i'm delirious here <laughs> when it was coming out of my mouth i was like ah. there's a better way to put that <laughs> carlson is specifically concerned with public school teachers indoctrinating innocent children to accept critical race theory i'm so sick of hearing that that phrase no one is a no children are talking about critical race theory. It's a fucking law school class, you stupid bunch of monsters. Can we split this country up already? Anybody? Can we j- just do it? I'm sick of it. 
I don't want to share the same country with fascists. I don't know about you. Liars, pricks, people who have no interest in democracy, people who are would rather tickle these racist funny bones until we're all living in a uh, in a dystopian nightmare. That's what they're doing. Critical race theory. Let's let's not talk about it. Oh, you can't because the little whiny white Ted Cruz might feel triggered. Is that it? Because nobody is talking to kids about uh, something a law school class. That's what I mean. It's over their heads. But there's something uh, it's something to be said about making kids aware about, of diversity and being a decent person. But that's something that the Republicans find too that's a bridge too far. It's like that remember that um experiment where uh teachers would separate you the blue eyes and the brown eyes. And the blue eyes would have the power or the other way around. And it was a, it's a lesson. It was a lesson in Nazis. Don't be a Nazi. These, but these Republicans don't want us to even discuss reality. And that's how it goes. This is how it happens again. Oh, my God. Critical race theory. Oh, God. And then that Christopher Rufo, they had him on morning, morning, morning morons, morning millionaires the other day, giving, again, lending legitimacy to the grift. The more, he... He admitted that it's it's a goddamn grift. I'm trying to find the exact tweet. Let's see. Christopher Rufo. Christopher. They love him. Rufo. Tweets. This is it. Mm-mm-mm. Hold on a sec. I'm getting it. Let's see. Let's zoom in on it a little bit. This is the guy that is all over right wing media and on morning millionaires. Talking about critical race theory. Shut the fuck up. If I ever hear that again, it'll be too soon. Maybe if I'm ever taking a master's level uh, law school class. I guess they're all master's levels, right? We have successfully frozen their brand, critical race theory, into public conversation and are steadily driving up negative perceptions. We will eventually turn it toxic as we put all of the various cultural insanities under that brand category. This is the grift. They could call it, uh, you know, whatever they want to call it. They're putting everything into, it's like Antifa. You know, Antifa is uh, all of everything bad. 
and every excuse they want to uh, to destroy this country, they're going to point to this ubiquitous Antifa that doesn't exist. Same thing with critical race theory. No kid is learning critical race theory unless they're uh, uh, some kind of um, genius and they're in law school. The goal is to have the public read something crazy in the newspaper and immediately think critical race theory. We have decodified the term and will recodify it to annex the entire range of cultural constructions that are unpopular with Americans, with the morons of America. Aren't you sick of these people? Are you, are you as sick of them as I am? These um, horrible... They, they are everything that... Henry Wallace warned warned us about and maybe it's this might be a good time to read Henry Wallace's warning about American fascism let's see Henry Wallace the dangers of American fascism during World War II when we were fighting fascism and not coddling it here at home Vice President Henry Wallace. Why won't it open? Hmm. Hold on a second. Henry Wallace. Let's see. Beep, 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 bump. Talk amongst yourself or go to patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. Bum, 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 bum. Okay, here's The Dangers of American Fascism by Henry Wallace. This was an article for the New York Times in 1944. Henry Wallace was FDR's vice president from 1941 to 1945. Conservative Party leaders defeated his renomination bid in 1944, replacing him with uh, Harry Truman. That sucks, right? He was he was a real progressive, Henry Wallace. A fascist is one whose lust for money and power is combined with such an intensity of intolerance towards those of other races, parties, classes, religions, cultures, regions, or nations as to make him ruthless in his use of deceit or violence to attain his ends. All right? Anybody? You're all with me, right? Sound familiar? The supreme god of a fascist, to which his ends are directed, may be money and power, may be a race or a class, may be a military, clique, or an economic group, or may be a culture, religion, or a political party. Excuse me. The perfect type of fascist throughout recent centuries has been the Prussian junker, who developed such hatred for other races and such allegiance to a mil- military clique as to make him willing at all times to engage in any decree, degree of deceit and violence necessary to place his culture and race astride the world. In every big nation of the world are at least a few people who have had the fascist temperament, every Jew-baiter, every Catholic-hater, is a fascist at heart. 
The hoodlums who have been desecrating churches, cathedrals, and synagogues in some of our larger cities are ripe for fascist leadership. Right. I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's very it's it's long. Just picking the the more pertinent parts. The obvious types of American fascists are dealt with on the air and in the press. These demagogues and stooges are fronts for others, dangerous as these people may be. They are not so significant as thousands of other people who have never been mentioned. The really dangerous uh, American fascists are not those who are hooked up directly or indirectly with the Axis. The FBI has its finger on those. The dangerous American fascist is the man who wants to do in the United States in a way, um, in an American way, what Hitler did in Germany. Okay? 1944, while we were fighting fascism. The American fascist would would prefer not to use violence. His method is to poison the channels of public information. With a fascist, the problem is never how best to present the truth to the public, but how best to use the news to deceive the public. Hello? Into giving the fascist and his group more money and more power. If we define an American fascist as one who, in case of conflict, puts money and power ahead of human beings, there are undoubtedly several million fascists in the United States. They are probably several hundred thousand if we narrow the definition to include only those who, in their search for money and power, are ruthless and deceitful. Most American fascists are enthusiastically supporting the war effort. They're doing this even in those cases where they hope to have a profitable connection with the German chemical firms after the war ends. They are patriotic in time of war because it is to their interest to be so. But in time of peace, they follow power and the dollar wherever it leads. American fascism will not be really dangerous until there is a purposeful coalition among the cartelists, the deliberate poisoners of public information, and those who stand for the KKK type of demagoguery. Are you kidding me? He saw the future. This is a vice president of the United States, not some uh, weirdo, not some QAnon fringe, not some far leftist. <sighs> the European brand of fascism will probably present its most serious post-war threat to us via Latin America. Well, this is probably a little outdated for our purposes right now. The effect of the war has been to raise the cost of living in most Latin American countries much faster than the wages of labor. Wait, let me lower this a little bit. Let's let's see. The fascist all right, let's get down. Fascism is a worldwide disease. Its greatest threat to the United States will come after the war. Still, another danger is represented by those who, paying lip service to democracy, 
and the common welfare in their insatiable greed for money and, and the power which money gives, do not hesitate surreptitiously to evade the laws designed to safeguard the public from monopolistic extortion. This is where we're living right now. American fascists of this stamp were clandestinely aligned with their German counterparts before the war and are even now preparing to resume where they left off after the the present unpleasantness ceases. The symptoms of a fascist thinking are colored... Excuse me, let me start again. The symptoms of of fascist thinking are colored by environment and adapted to immediate circumstances. But always and everywhere, they can be identified by their appeal to prejudice and by their desire to play upon the fears and vanities of different groups in order to gain power. It is no coincidence that the growth of modern tyrants has in every case been heralded by the growth of prejudice. Like coming down an escalator, declaring Mexicans rapists. It may be shocking to some people in this country to realize that without meaning to do so, they hold views in common with Hitler when they preach discrimination against other religious, racial, or economic groups. Likewise, many people whose patriotism is their proudest boast play Hitler's game by retailing distrust of our allies and by giving currency to snide suspicious suspicions without foundation in fact. QAnon, anybody? What would Henry Wallace say about what we're dealing with? He would say what we're saying right now. We're in big trouble. These Republicans, they're not kidding around. They are fascists. They are the domestic enemies the founders warned us about. We must remove them from power legally and peacefully and get, if, they want, if you want to have an opposition party, a conservative party, that's fine. But they have to be um, wedded to democracy. And the economic, well, not just the economic, but the, um, the, the, the experiment in liberal democracy and creating uh, a multiracial democracy that works for all. Not gnawing at the pillars of democracy, which is what they do. I mean, all you got to do is look at Ted Cruz's Twitter feed. It's one little chip after another against the 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 fascist wall that we have we have this wall up democracy can only stand so long with all of these little nick 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 chipping away the fascist here here sorry i have like something on my side of my nose that's itching me the american fascists are most easily recognized by their deliberate perversion of truth and fact Their newspapers and propaganda carefully cultivate every fissure of disunity. Critical race theory, anyone? Every crack in the common front against fascism. Fake news, fake news, fake news. They use every opportunity to impugn democracy. And we witnessed that on January 6th, didn't we? They use isolationism as a slogan to conceal their own selfish imperialism. 
They cultivate hate and distrust of Britain and Russia. This is, of course, more uh, appropriate to the time. They claim to be super patriots, but they would destroy every liberty guaranteed by the Constitution. They demand free enterprise, but are the spokesmen for monopoly and vested interest. Their final objective, toward which all their deceit is directed, is to capture political power so that using the power of the state and the power of the market simultaneously, they may keep the common man in eternal subjection. And that is the bottom line. It all comes down to make the rich richer. Everything else is incidental. Fascism is just a means to an end for them. Several leaders of industry in this country who have gained new vision of the meaning of opportunity through cooperation with government have warned the public openly that there are some selfish groups in industry who are willing to jeopardize the structure of American liberty to gain some temporary advantage. We all know the part that the cartels played in bringing Hitler to power and the rule uh, and the role the giant German trusts have played in Nazi conquests. Monopolists who fear competition and who distrust democracy because it stands for equal opportunity would like to secure their position against small and energetic enterprise in an effort to eliminate the possibility of any rival growing, g- growing up. Some monopolists will sacrifice democracy itself. Of course they will. That's your Mercer family. That's your Koch brothers. Democracy to crush fascism internally must demonstrate its capacity to make the trains run on time, quote-unquote. Of course. It must develop the ability to keep people fully employed and at the same time balance the budget. It must put human beings first and dollars second. It must appeal to reason and decency and not to violence and deceit. (laughs) You think the Republicans, where, where, where do they stand on that scale? We must not tolerate oppressive government or industrial oligarchy in the forms of monopolies and cartels. As long as scientific research and inventive ingenuity outran our ability to devise social mechanisms to raise the living standards of people, we may expect the liberal potential of the United States to increase. If this liberal potential is properly channeled, we may expect the area of freedom of the United States to increase. The problem is to spend up our rate of social invention in the service of the welfare of the people. All the people. The worldwide age-long struggle between fascism and democracy will not stop when the fighting ends in Germany and Japan. Democracy can win the peace only if it does two things. Speeds up the rate of political and economic inventions that, so that both production and especially distribution can match in their power and practical efforts on the daily life of the common man the immense and growing volume of scientific research, mechanical invention, and management technique vilifies with the greatest intensity the spiritual processes, which are both the foundation and the very essence of democracy. 
the moral and spiritual aspects of both personal and international relationships have a practical bearing which so-called practical men deny. This dullness of vision regarding the importance of the general welfare to the individual is the measure of the failure of our schools and churches to teach spiritual the to teach the spiritual significance of genuine democracy until democracy is effective enthusiastic action fills the vacuum created by the power of modern inventions we may expect the fascists to increase in power after the war both in the united states and in the world and that's where we live right now fascism in the post-war inevitability will push steadily for anglo-saxon imperialism hello they're even using the whole anglo-saxon uh the the whole um uh, you know symbols of anglo-saxon god American fascists, already American fascists, are talking and writing about this conflict and using it as an excuse for their internal hatreds and intolerances towards certain races, creeds, and classes. (sighs) It should also be evident that exhibitions of the native brand of fascism are not confined to any single section, class, or religion. Happily, it can be said that, as yet, fascism has not captured a predominant place in the outlook of any American section, class, or religion, and obviously, that's changed. It is now, um, it's captured an entire political party. It may be encountered in Wall Street, Main Street, or Tobacco Road. Some even suspect that they can de- detect incipient traces of it along the Potomac. <laughs> Potomac, yes, you know, Potomac, you know, the, the river. I can't say that word for some reason. It is an infectious disease, and we must all be on guard against intolerance, bigotry, and the pretension of ins- in- insidious distinction. Excuse me. But... If we put our trust in the common sense of common men and with malice towards none and charity for all, go forward on the great adventure of making political, economic, and social democracy a practical reality, we shall not fail. Uh, It breaks your heart. It really does. It breaks my heart. Because we were warned. We've been warned. And now... Now we have to fight fascism. Now we have to overcome fascism. There's so much to overcome. And that's why I get to the point where I'm like, um, can we, can we just break this shit up? How are we going? I, I don't know. I don't know. Speaking of uh, ignorant fascists, Marjorie Taylor Greene, this will probably be the last, we'll talk about this, and then uh, probably, I don't know, I'm trying to keep it to two hours. Thank you, Shadow Star Ace, for your super chat. I see the chat room is hopping and popping. Yep. 
I see Mark C. on the chat says, Mike Malloy said for years that fascism was always about an inch below the American veneer. That is the truth. That is, I've, I've been saying for years that every republic, that's conservatism. And every republican chest beats the heart of fascism. And this is, we're living in the, in, in the proof. It's unfolding every single day. And because here's, here's the thing. Um, they could have got rid of Twitler. We know this. We've discussed this before. They had every opportunity to get rid of him. January 6th. They could have done it. That, that would have been it. I'm out. I'm sorry it has to end like this, but I'm out. I hate it. You know, when Miss Lindsay went, oh, I hate that it has to end, that we got to break up like this. I, we had a good ride. We ran for a long time. I, 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 I was your lick spittle for, I would have done it all for you. I would have done, I would have, I gave you everything you wanted, dis despite the fact that you're unqualified, unfit, the most morally corrupt, the most ignorant moron to ever, ever, ever breathe the air. I'm out. But uh, they could have been out. All of them. They could have just been unified. Like we hear the story about Nixon, how the Republicans walked over to Nixon and said, sorry, Bubby, it's over. You're done. Because he, I guess at the time they had some shred of integrity. Well, we can't have this outright criminal now. I mean, they knew he was a criminal, but it's it's out in the open now. So... He, we can't keep up the ruse, and it looks bad. Now there is no low, too low for them. But looking bad for them is looking good. They love it. That's the point. Looking bad is the point. Because that will trigger the libs. That's the leftists. Oh, leftists are all um, far leftists are freaking out that they want to monitor teachers. That's the reason teachers have tenure in higher uh, education. So they're not swayed by, by pressure from the fascists. It's supposed to, it's, it's a mark of freedom. It's supposed to ensure that we don't fall to fascism like they did in Nazi Germany and other places and like they're doing right now. We're in a in in a in a world of shit. To quote, "Full Metal Jacket," right? Wasn't isn't that from? Because here's they people actually voted for Marjorie Taylor Greene. Okay, well we saw. I don't know if you saw this. So now Facebook is posting uh, warnings if you're involved with uh republican i guess well it, it's extremist extremist content and marjorie taylor green lauren bobert they're all getting these warnings on their social media feeds because they're they're extremists and they're saying that oh they're being picked on thank you facebook and sarcastically she says because she posted on her Twitter feed, Marjorie, you may have been exposed to harmful extremist content 
recently. Violent groups try to manipulate your anger and disappointment. You can take action now to protect yourselves and others. Get support from experts. Spot the signs, understand the dangers of extremism, and hear from people who escaped violent groups. <laughs> of course, she's, wow. She thinks um, she she's owning the libs when she posted it, but she owned herself. She self-owned. When Marjorie Taylor Greene logged into Facebook recently, she was greeted with a warning uh, that we just read. I have to say, I sure am glad Facebook cares about me like this. I'm going to have to ask them to protect me because I've been exposed to radical Democrats' bills. No, you're missing the point. That This is a blockhead. She's You can't graft a new idea in a closed mind. That's Marjorie Taylor Greene. She, and all of the Republicans. They are irredeemable. Radical Democrat. What radical? Um, we're trying to stop you pricks from uh, bringing Henry Wallace's nightmare to fruition. We're trying to stop you pricks from f- from denigrating every American who ever gave their life fighting fascism. We're trying to stop you from making their sacrifice null and void. Radical Democrat. No, honey, you've been exposed to you. These people are such morons. Ignorant. Completely ignorant. I thought she went to the Holocaust Museum. But Green tweeted along with a screenshot and a warning, which included a link for her to get help. But to people online, Green's attempt at mockery in her tweet, may as well have been a prompt to drag her extremist views and belief in the QAnon conspiracy theory. She was thoroughly owned in the comments. Her views and statements, such as comparing mask mandates to the Holocaust, have earned green widespread condemnation, including from members of her own party. Well, whatever. They only do that under duress. Earlier this year, she lost her committee assignments, so... Like Ted Cruz, why don't you just start a podcast? This is what they do. They are, they're professional trolls. That's it. They're just fascists. And it gets on my nerves that Ted Cruz, who's just such a scum, a lying scum, they're all lying scum, but then we have to pay for their pensions for the rest of their lives. He gets health care based uh, thanks to us while he works to deny it to others and he gets a pension well like all of them even the ones like uh what's that guy's name i forgot his name now duncan hunter who used his position i mean he just get kept getting elected again and again but he used his so-called representative of the people position to fund his entire life, uh, the campaign. So you gave money to Duncan Hunter because you're a dupe, and he used it to go on vacation and, you know, um, also uh, hotels with his mistress, his new multiple mistresses. I think he had five. You know, good Christian, family values. But also uh, uh, completely unmanageable. 
The only reason, I mean, he was making one hundred and seventy thousand dollars a year with his his cushy, phony baloney job salary, so called job. That's what they do. They write themselves lucrative salaries, uh, pensions forever and ever for just serving. You 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 don't even have to serve that long. Then you get a pension forever. When they the Republicans ensure that they turned the American people who actually work for a living, uh, they took their guaranteed pensions and turned it into 401k gambling. Dumbasses. We're all, we must be dumb. You know what's dumb, though? We have to be dumb because we let it continue. That's why I constantly ask, how much longer? How much longer? How much longer are we going to take it? It comes a point where you're not a victim, you're a volunteer. So, how much longer? Uh, of course, we have morons like Kristen Cinema, but there's a, morons everywhere. It's enough, and and there will be more morons. We're gonna. This country's gonna break out in morons even worse if we do not stop these big lie-spreading fascist monsters from from taking over illegitimately I don't know I might get I might have to get the out of here I'm not kidding earlier this year she lost her committee assignments after footage resurfaced of her ridiculing Parkland school shooting survivor David Hogg on the street well that's what Republicans do they just there's um yeah trauma in the country and they create the trauma and then they Dance on uh, on tr- uh, on your last nerve. They exacerbate the trauma. One person succinctly encapsulated a sentiment many shared. Why are you being warned? You are the one Facebook should be warning everyone about. So. I'm so glad that... Facebook cares. Well, why don't you open your eyes? Because if everyone is um, trying to point something out to you, maybe you should take a look. Say, hey, um, do I want to spend the rest of my life as a right-wing fascist dupe? And I repeat myself, I'm sure, right? Marjorie Taylor Greene. Well, she, forget that whole, uh, I, I went to the Holocaust Museum. And now I'm an expert in Nazi history. And uh, it's never okay, never okay to compare. The Nazis, they didn't like certain people. They said certain people weren't good enough. Right? Like, Like the Democrat Party. The Democrat Party does that. They say that you're not good enough when you're spreading QAnon, your QAnon opinions. They think that your QAnon opinions aren't good enough. And that's that's what's what makes them Nazis, right? Because my QAnon opinion, who are they to tell me? That's how it should go. You, You go online and you learn, you go into a Q hole. And you're so, um, in your gut, you just know that what's fake and what's real. 
And then you take all of the, uh, like, for example, they want us to believe that people are running for office and knocking on doors and trying to build coalitions when we know what they're doing. They're making, they're, they're kidnapping babies and putting them in a pizzeria and, and siphoning the adrenochrome. We, we know that. They can't fool us. We go one, we go all. I wish they would go one, we go all, go Galt and get the F out of here. We go one, we go all. I wish they would go all and get out. Go one and all. Get the fuck out. So she says, Marjorie Taylor Greene compares Biden vaccine push to Nazi-era brown shirts weeks after apologizing for Holocaust comments. So they call the Capitol Police uh, jackbooted thugs. They call uh, Gestapo. That's another term they would use. They... When they're the Nazis, this is another, this is what they do. It's a Nazi tactic. You accuse your, your enemy of the very things of which you are guilty. Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene on Tuesday compared officials carrying out Joe Biden's latest COVID-19 vaccine push to Nazi-era brown shirts just weeks after apologizing for a comment comparing Capitol Hill mask-wearing rules to the Holocaust. Now, she's going to get more people killed. This is what they do. They, kill, they get Americans killed all the time. Because uh, uh, they're not... Ha- it's, like, it's like dead Americans. The thought of dead Americans is um, some kind of aphrodisiac for them. It must be. This is what, like the census takers... They, they they show up at these uh, these cue holes at risk for, of their lives. Same thing here. So people are going around saying, trying to get people vaccinated so they don't die, so we don't die, so we can have a a a country that works. They, these these child these babies who are like, baby, I don't want to wear a mask. Lockdown. Open the. Uh, I don't want to be locked down. They're gonna scream. But they'll do. But they do everything. They stand in the way of the things we need to do to actually open everything up, and that people don't die. Cause well, they don't care. I. What do I care? That I. I'll survive it. Well, maybe the your neighbor won't. It's not about you. It's about us. It's about e pluribus unum. You traitors. You bunch of traitors. Because that's what they are. They're traitors. Do something for somebody else once in your life. That's, that's what's called patriotism. You think about others. That's what all those people who sacrifice their lives, their last me- full measure of devotion for the democracy... You you just spit in their faces. Oh, why should why didn't they all say when uh, when the when they're they were called to fight fascism? Why didn't they all say, "Well, I'm I'm not de- going. I'm the, you know why don't you just stay home." They should have, right? 
That's freedom for the so-called patriots. So there's nothing um, more unpatriotic than the Republican Party. That's why they have to, they, they dress up like patriots because they don't know what patriotism is. They could, they're not patriots, so they have to wear the, the uh, uniform of patriotism or something. Or so they think. And like babies. It's sort of like you can't really, you know, they kind of miss it. You don't, real, you don't need a costume if you're an actual patriot. You don't need to be dressed up like a, a colonist in 1776. You, you just are a patriot. You, you get a vaccine. You wear a mask. You don't, you're not a douche. If somebody says Black Lives Matter... You don't say, all lives matter. Well, if the, if all lives matter, why don't you put on a mask? Hmm? Oh, I, I don't want a vaccine. I'm not putting something in my precious carcass. Oh, that's too much. Too much patriotism for you, I guess. Well, any patriotism is too much for them. <clears throat> responding to remarks so Joe Biden wants to get these morons vaccinated I say let them whatever let the Delta variant visit their homes and as long as they stay home and don't pester our first responders or our frontline workers and our doctors and nurses who are trying to help Actual people who aren't um, a bunch of morons. People who, who knows why they got, well, well, the point is most people who are getting, who are ending up in the hospital with this, with coronavirus now is, uh, are, are the Marjorie Taylor Greene morons of the world. Not all, I'm sure, but. (sighs) Green tweeted, people have a choice. They don't need your medical brown shirts showing up at the door, offering vaccines, ordering vaccines. Wait, I'm losing my voice. Ordering vaccines. Yeah, because that's the same thing, right? It's the same thing as Kristallnacht. You can't force people to be part of the human experiment? Well, I, we can't, obviously, well, that's, I mean, I guess that's probably the truest thing you've ever said, Marjorie, because we've been trying to force you to be part of the human experiment, and you're proving us wrong every time. You're not human. The term brown shirts refers to the paramilitary group that helped facilitate Adolf Hitler's rise to power in the 30s and 40s. The group bears no resemblance to Biden's plan for targeted outreach to the unvaccinated communities in the face of rising concern about the Delta variant. Asked about Green's tweet by CNN's John Berman on New Day, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki said the White House does not take medical advice from Green. Nobody should take any advice from her. She should just shut her pie hole. But that's what Republicans, fascists don't do that. They just, they think they know it all by osmosis. They don't have the stamina. They don't have the intellectual 
capacity or the interest in learning anything, but they think that they know everything by osmosis. And that's another mark of insanity. That's how unfit they are. They think they, everything is just, they're, they're just so super smart by that they were born that way. Like, like Trump says, Oh, he's got good genes. And who's that? What's that guy? Oh my God. Wait, Tara jr. Who's that? Who's, you know, the guy, who's that guy? Tara jr. Sitting on the keyboard again. Lou Dobbs. That's who I'm thinking of. The one who, uh, Oh, we should play that, that montage. Speaking of fascism, the montage of Lou Dobbs going on about Trump. I know I have that somewhere. Let me see. We'll play that. Let's see. Green also accused Biden of pushing a vaccine that is not FDA approved, but all three vaccines in the United States have emergency use authorization from the FDA and have proven to be safe and effective in clinical trials. And we would know by now. All the people who are vaccinated, it would, we would know. There was a problem, we would know. Green's tweet comes just weeks after she visited the Holocaust Museum in Washington and apologized for her previous comments comparing Capitol Hill mass squaring to the Holocaust. Green told CNN at the time she sought to make clear in her apology that there is no comparison to the Holocaust and calling called it appalling that some people w- would minimize it and downplay it like her. That apology, a dramatic shift in tone for Green, came only after a push by some of her fascist colleagues. Hey, the cat just knocked my phone off the... You're okay. You're okay. You're not a cat. You're a human. You're a... This is... This cat, my cat, Tara Jr. Jr., he is more human than Marjorie Taylor Greene. He's more of a decent human being, right? Yes. Oh, God. But that's, this is what we're up against. The ignorant. People who are stupid, who don't, she doesn't know anything about the Holocaust. She knows nothing about fascism, but she is a fascist. And they're all disingenuous, anti-American, um dangers to democracy if they are not dealt with legally and peacefully we're done this country is done that is the truth it is anybody it's it's can somebody prove me wrong maybe i would love to be proven wrong i i don't want to think about this I would rather be thinking about other things or, I don't know, doing a show about animals, rescues, or that's what I would love to do in my spare time or just in my time. You think I want to be fighting fascism? Absolutely not. It's terrifying. It could get a lot worse. All right. 
holds on. I'm going to lower this. That's the two-hour mark. So let's watch. Let's do this just to laugh a little bit. Well, it is funny, even though it's also incredibly... It's incredibly disturbing. Why? What the fuck? Hold on. It's hard to... I, I have to show you what I'm dealing with right now. Did you see? I can't... He sits on my hand. So it's hard to do a show when you got a cat on your hand. And sometimes he sits on both of them. So it's difficult. Hold on a second. <clears throat> this is a good time to, well, you know, go to patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. Sign up, become a patron. Do you want more shows? Okay, anybody? Raise your hand. If you want more shows, this is our show. We have to... We're in this together. I need a haircut. Okay. Here's Lou Dun Here's This was put together by The Daily Show. It's great. President, who is a true leader, in my opinion, what I happen to believe will be regarded as one of this country's greatest presidents, indeed, our greatest. This is a man who multitasks. He is smart. He is filled with energy. Nobody's a close second. He comes from a pretty good uh, gene pool. Have you ever seen a man as strong? I'm going to say, I was going to say tough, but strong. He's already set a standard for presidents that most uh, mortals won't be able most to mortals. Uh, meet. You're also one of the most loved and respected, I would say that also, <laughs> in history. The great Lou Dobbs. In history. Said, Trump is the greatest president since Ronald Reagan. And then I said, he's the greatest president ever. Blue Dobbs, he said, he's the greatest of them all. I said, does that include Washington and Lincoln? And he said, yes. Now, I don't know if he was for real. Thank you, Mr. President. And yes, I was for real. I think he is doing God's work. God sent this president. And I'll tell you, the evidence is accumulating mightily. How would you grade President wow. Trump's leadership? Superb, great, or very good? You are, uh, if I may say, uh, everything is advertised as you ran for president. This White House is energized. There's sunshine beaming throughout the place and on almost every face. It will be century after century of veneration for this president. He's not perfect. Nobody's perfect. But he's done a really good job. Well, he's pretty close to perfect, Sean. We end almost, uh, <laughs> you know, every evening, it seems, saying, you know, thank you, President Trump. Have a great weekend. The president makes such a thing possible for us all. Have a good weekend. The president makes such a thing possible for all. Now imagine, okay? Imagine anybody saying that about, uh, if, if Democrats said that about Joe Biden or Obama. Remember how we had to endure the Republicans saying, oh, it's a cult, the Obama cult. And it wasn't anywhere near a cult. The Obama, the Obama bots. They are everything they um, accuse us of being. So we're in big-ass trouble, guys. And thank you, Richard W., for your super chat. Another super chat. My God. Richard, thank you. Tara Jr. Jr. tip jar. 
All right, Connie, can you stand up a little bit just for a minute? Give me my hands back. All right, my friends, listen up. Listen, listen, listen. I will try to do as many shows as possible every night if, if possible. I will try to do another show tomorrow. I'll really, really try if somebody becomes a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. And uh, we need it. We need more shows. Uh-oh, come on, just sit there for a minute. Keeps wanting to lay on my hands. Give me a minute. I need my hands. Look at how cute he is, though. Look at the screen. Junior. <laughs> He's a good boy. I love him. I love you. I love you. I love this cat. I love my cat. I love my cat. What do you think about that? <laughs> I love them all. I love all animals. I love you. This is a person. It's not a Marjorie Taylor Greene. That's not a person. This is. I love my cat. And he went to the vet yesterday. Just so you know. So far, so good. They took his... Um, well, he's got... He's got uh, a rash on his chin. A lot of cats have acne. Did you know that? He's got acne on his chin. And he scratches. And he's got um, allergies. But he's doing good. He's 10 years old. 10 years young. Hopefully we'll have many more years. The oldest cat lived to be 35 years old. So far. I mean... Is he still? Let me see. Hold on. Oldest cat. Austin, Texas. Cream Puff. Born 1967. Died August 6, 2005. Was a domestic cat owned by Jerry Perry. Oh, Jerry Perry. Jake Perry of Austin, Texas. She was the oldest cat ever recorded, according to the 2010 edition of the Guinness Book of World Records. She died at age 38 years and three days. That's my junior. Can you believe that? Isn't that amazing? Cream Puff's owner, Jake Perry, said her diet consisted of dry cat food supplemented with broccoli, eggs, turkey bacon, coffee, and cream <laughs> every two days. An eyedropper full of red wine. Maybe I should do that for him. I don't drink because, you know, I'm in recovery. But hmm. Perry claimed that the, this diet was key to her long longevity and that the wine circulated the arteries. That's what he said. Hey, Perry also kept cream puff active in the home turning his garage into a movie theater which played nature documentaries for his cats wooden steps were built into the walls of perry's home for the cats to climb on and perry had screens a screened enclosure in the backyard for his pets including cream cream puff to enjoy the outdoors well we live in queens so also, another he also had another cat that lived very uh, very long life, 
Perry had another cat called Grandpa Rex Allen, who he said was born in Paris, Texas, in 1964 and died at age 34 years. So he was featured in an earlier version of the Guinness Book of World Records until Cream Puff overtook the, the prize. Isn't that crazy? Yes, I hope. They all live this long. That's their only flaw. Right? All right. Listen up. Listen up. Listen up. You know it. Give the show a good review on iTunes. We, this is what we need to do. We, we have to get the liberal media out there. Otherwise, we don't stand a chance. Right, Junior? So... I need your support. We need your support. Robin Kincaid needs your support. Mike Malloy needs your support. We're in this together. This is our show. I will do as much as I can when I can. And until we get enough patrons so we can have a daily show at a set time. I know you're a patron, Stephen Lee. I got a lot of, we got a lot of patrons. These are for new, new people. We're trying to get new people, too. We need to grow the show. That's that's what has to happen. That's why I'm trying to do those little shorter segments throughout the day, if I can. I think that might help. But, uh, yeah, okay, guys, listen, listen. You know it. We will win. They know it. That's why they have to lie. We're on the right side of history. They know that, too. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, and democracy. We stick together. We win. My name is Tara Devlin. This is Tara Jr. Jr. Yes. And I will see you very, very soon. That's right. <laughs>